to Kingston Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 187. Thanks for downloading. If you haven't done so already, um, make sure you're actually subscribed to this podcast. It helps us a bunch. And please swing by iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Not four stars. Why would you do that? We're 187 episodes in. Obviously, you like us five stars worth. Leave a five-star rating and review. Um, over there, even if you don't listen over there, if you have an iTunes account, but listen to podcasts on Spotify, leave us a review over on iTunes, please. It's uh, tremendously helpful in helping us reach a wider audience, which will hopefully bring us um, some cool guests for bonus episodes. And we do have some bonus episodes lined up both for our financial subscribers and to just our general subscribers. You'll get your bonus episodes as well, but different ones. All right, today on episode 187, we're talking about a song called Hi, Hi, Hi. This might be a relative obscurity to some people. It was released as a double A-side with the song Sea Moon on December 1st, 1972, and reached number 10 in the United States. The track was banned in the United Kingdom for its sexually explicit lyrics, I'm using air quotes there, and its reference to getting high which I guess Paul thought he could circumvent by misspelling the title. He spells it H-I-H-I-H-I, but it didn't work because, you know, no matter how you spell it, when you sing, we're going to get high, 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 um, it's pretty obvious what you're talking about. This is a good blues rocker, though. Great vocal track from Paul, cool arrangement tricks. Um, It is a pretty basic tune, though. And for my taste, there's a lot of extraneous guitar work. They've got like one guitar hard pan to the right, one guitar hard pan to the left. And then at some point there's like a third guitar that comes in and all lead guitars. We're not talking rhythms and stuff. There's just a lot of lead guitar work going on here and it gets in the way. It's like if you've got, you know, five people saying brilliant things at the same time, you can't hear any of the brilliant things. And that's kind of what happens here. One cool thing about the verses of this song is that they start on a B chord which uh, by itself isn't particularly cool, but that's actually the five chord because we're in the key of E. And then the second chord is an E or the one chord. So for the first two lines of the verse, it feels like Paul's going from B to E or he is, but he's going from one to four. One, four, one, four, but actually he's going five to one. And then when he shifts to the A chord, all of a sudden, the tonic is very clearly E. Um, I can't think of too many songs that that deceive like this while still maintaining a blues sound, but it's a cool trick that keeps it from sounding like a straight uh, 12-bar blues. I'll play it for you here on my guitar. I don't know if you can hear Harrison in the background, but he's weighing in on today's podcast. So we start uh, on the B chord, and they're doing just like a Chuck Berry shovel. to four to one right that's it so for that first little bit because of the chords he's using and because of where he's laying the melody it kind of feels like he's doing in you know like uh uh 
like a one to four, but he's actually doing five to one. So it's a cool little trick. Um, and except for one C chord that he plays twice over the course of the song, that's it for chords. We're gonna get high, high, high. The music on. Won't say bye, 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 bye. Till the night is gone. Gonna do it till you do it. Gonna do it till you never give up. Gonna get high, high, high. Midday sun. Okay, that's it. That's the whole chorus. And that's the whole, that's every chord in this song is uh, either A or E, A or B. And then the parts where he does go to a C chord, it's just he's sliding up. You're high, high, high. We're gonna get high, high, high. We're gonna get high, high, high. In the midday sun. That's the only part where he changes the chords which is also a cool hook after you've heard the same three chords for like two and a half minutes to throw that C in you um, is a cool hook. Um, so like I said, the entire track is built on one, four, five progression. It's not a typical 12 bar blues, but it's close and it's, and it's um, it functions basically like a blues with that shuffle and those chords. The only thing keeping it from getting a bit tired is the variations in the arrangement. After the first chorus, the band goes into like a halftime instrumental break before returning to the main groove. And then after the second chorus, the band switches to double time. But the chords never change, just the groove. You know, the song structure remains in place the whole time. And I think if uh, if he had maintained that same groove for the entire song, it would have not been nearly as interesting. And... Can we take a minute and talk about how good Paul sounds on this track? The lyrics on this track alternate between just cool generic rock lyrics and then kind of stupid. Um, you know, there's some some laziness with Paul saying, "Let me show you my polygon." Like, if you're trying to be suggestive, that ain't it. Dropping geometry is not it. Um, but Paul's delivery sells it. Whether it's the good lyrics or the weird lyrics, Paul's delivery on this really sells it. And it's, I think it's one of his best rock recordings of this era. Um, this mid seventies, well, I guess this is still early seventies, but you know, this coming right out of the Beatles, you've got like, maybe I'm amazed Monkberry moon delight this track. Um, as far as his rock vocals go, I think this, this is up there with, uh, it's just such a good vocal. The mix on the track though is a bit meh. I don't get the feeling that the recording lives up to the energy and volume in the studio when they were recording it. I'm sure when they were doing it live in the studio, you know, loud, this song was just killer and listening on the studio monitors, it was killer. And then it just loses something in the translation. The recording from Wings Over America, which is a live album, I think does the track more justice and it shows off what a good rocker it is. Plus, there are fewer guitar parts getting in the way because... You know, Paul can't play bass and lead guitar on this. So that eliminates one of the lead guitars. Um, and then you've got like, I don't know who's playing what. I'd imagine uh, it's Denny Lane on the slide guitar on the live version, which means that Henry McCulloch, who would have been the other guitar player at the time, would have had to have been playing the rhythm guitar part. So now it's basically the live version is basically stripped down to one lead guitar, which I think 
serves the song better. And then the energy on that, because it's a couple clicks faster um, in general. And I love Paul introduces it, you know, would you fancy a bit of rock and roll? Like you couldn't have introduced a song more square, but it kind of works, you know, it's part of his charm, I guess. Um, I also like how Paul sings the, I'm going to do it to you early. We're talking about in the chorus here. He hits the logical downbeat of the phrase where it's like, I'm going to do it. Do should be beat one, but he's, I think kind of hitting it like a beat ahead of where the band is. And it's obviously intentional because he doesn't correct it in later choruses or when he does it live. I mean, it might've been an accident that he decided to continue doing, but it was a conscious decision to keep doing it that way because uh, he does it, you know, forever like that. And I think it's cool little quirk that serves as a pretty good hook. I mentioned earlier that it was a double A side with Seamoon. Sometimes it's um, hard to believe that both sides of this single were written and performed by the same band. But nonetheless, High 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 was the first or was the hit in the U.S. And Seamoon uh, didn't do anything. It didn't chart here at all. In the UK, though, since High 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 was banned, the Seamoon side of the single topped off at number five. So it actually, Seamoon did better in the UK than High 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 did in the US, but Seamoon did nothing in the US. And I would wager that this was a double A side because Paul had enough forethought to assume the BBC would ban High High High. High 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 is the logical A side. If this is going to be a single, this is the logical A side. Seamoon is the logical B side. This is not a Strawberry Fields Penny Lane uh, scenario where you could flip a coin on which song deserved to be on the radio. High, high, high is the obvious contender for the A side. But if he knows going into it, they're never going to let this song be on the radio. This is 1972. You know, Lola got banned two years ago for having Coke in the title. You know, they had to re record that. He knows what he can get away with on the BBC. I think he was hedging his bets and. Putting this out as a double A was his uh, plan B. And smart, smart form. He got a hit on both sides of the Atlantic. There's not much more to say about this. Um, it's been released as a bonus track on Red Rose Speedway, which was the album that followed this song's release. That came out in 73. Um, it's a good rocker, not particularly innovative or earth shattering, but it was preceded by the single. Listen to this. It's preceded by the single Mary Had a Little Lamb which I know I should hate, but that is the catchiest song on the planet. And uh, it was followed up with My Love. So you've got Paul doing a nursery rhyme, Paul doing a bluesy rocker, and then Paul doing one of his most iconic love ballads all back to back. Those are the th- That's a trio of singles that really shows off Paul's range for better or worse. You know, whatever you might think of Mary Had a Little Lamb, um, that is a part of Paul's range. And that's high, high, high. What do you think about this song? Let me know. Give me a call at 925-494-1739. I'm still looking for people, um, submissions on songs you've changed your opinion on. You can call that same number and leave us a voicemail. I want to know what your opinion was, what it is now, why your opinion changed. And um, leave as many voicemails as you want. If you've got a couple kink songs and a couple Beatles songs that you've changed your mind on over the years, for better or worse, you know, leave a, a separate message for each of them so that I can kind of organize this, the, the bonus episode around that. Um, if you'd like to get exclusive bonus material and just help this podcast out, 
Um, you can swing by herohabit.com and contribute $4 a month to our podcast's support. And um, we have bonus stuff coming out there very soon. And of course, like I said before, swing by iTunes, five-star rating and review. Swing by our new Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash kinks and beats. And follow us on our new Twitter account at kinks and beats. All right. I will talk to you guys all tomorrow. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.